0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast, episode 55, on a Thursday night. Ready to talk some UFC 292 action this weekend? Got the pay per view with the two title fights going on. So big event this weekend. Um, that's that's the main that's the main focus of today because obviously when there's a big pay per view, it's always fun. To go over that and talk about that. We got two title fights a, a women's uh, title fight and a men's title fight, both in the lower weight classes. So, good stuff, fun stuff. Uh, L. Jermaine Sterling versus Sean O'Malley uh, press conference today. They were going at it, heated, talking mad shit. And, uh, you know, Whaley Zhang versus Amanda uh, Lemos is. You know, they they both... English is the second language for both of them, so the shit-talking doesn't go very far on that one. But I think Eljo and Suga made up for it. They definitely took center stage and talked the most. And then uh, you had Ian Gary versus uh, Neil Magny talking a lot, too. I guess Ian Gary's got a big problem with Neil Magny and something he said in an interview in the media. So... Apparently, that's a thing, and I guess uh, they got some beef now. Either that or Ian Gary's just playing the part and, you know, hyping it up. Uh, Either way, got me pumped up. It was a decent press conference, you know. These things aren't as good as they used to be. They used to be crazy. They used to be insane. They kind of hyped it down a little bit. (laughs) It seems like they found a way to make it uh less crazy i guess you could say so but i don't know connor hasn't been involved in one in a while so maybe the next connor one will get crazy who knows there hasn't been big fireworks there hasn't been lots of controversy nothing crazy in the press conferences so but yeah that's that's uh the biggest thing going on this weekend uh a lot going on last weekend a lot of different things you know we had uh a big boxing match that I failed to cover, I totally just completely faced it. You know, it wasn't one of those things that was out there uh, being talked about a ton. So I, I overlooked it, and I mean, it's all good. It's boxing. I don't focus on boxing here. A lot of my focus is on MMA, but I do like to cover boxing. It's one of the biggest combat sports, you know, the sweet science and all, and I respect it. Uh but sometimes those those uh matches kinda go under the radar. It's it's hard to it's hard to keep track of everything all the time. So uh that's one of those that I kinda screwed up on and forgot to mention. So I'm gonna recap that a little bit this week because there was a, a lot going on during that event. Anthony Joshua versus uh Hellenius, i I believe his name is. Fought Deontay Wilder not too long ago, I believe. But uh I feel bad. I'm like forgetting this first name. So. Robert Heleneus, yes, that that's his first name. I somewhat knew what it was, but I didn't want to be wrong. I had to look at it real quick. <laughs> but yeah, that that and then Connor. Connor's been everywhere, of, of course. Again, you know, he gives it like a week or two, maybe a. a A Couple weeks off and next thing, you know, he's all about it again being everywhere doing too much and getting crazy I don't know if he's ever gonna slow it down and chill out and focus on fighting nobody knows at this point, but Sometimes you just got to chill out man (laughs) and maybe go uh, Go a little bit unseen for a little while Uh, What do they say? Distance make makes the heart grow fonder or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. I am definitely not a uh I'm not one of those people that know all these sayings off the top of my head, but it is what it is. Uh let's see what else we got going on. As for me, this week, it's a lot of the same. You know, work is work. Work causes all of my headaches. But that's how I make my money and Sometimes I enjoy what I do, <laughs> but there's a lot of extra bullshit that goes on. That's the other thing. I don't know if people have noticed, but if you listen to podcasts at all whatsoever, if any of your any of the podcasts you listen to are kind of big time, there's been a whole thing, people not cussing. I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I get it for a little while there, YouTube did this thing because in the first like Thirty seconds, or the first four minutes, or some bullshit like that—that that, uh, your video gets pushed lower to the bottom and doesn't get put into the algorithm as high and isn't shown as much and all that—I don't know. I'm not down with that bullshit. I, I'll say what I want. I just said bullshit like four times in a row, or within a minute. So I don't care. I don't care. I first of all, my shit's not monetized, so whatever. Uh at this point I I don't care. Um sooner or later maybe who knows. But I'm just here to talk and talk about all the fights and everything else and I'm going to be real and that's part of my vocabulary. It is it, it that's what it is. I I don't know what to say. And I don't keep up with all the stuff. Maybe that's why I haven't gotten bigger. I haven't grown my channel as much as I'd hope. Uh so maybe I need to start paying attention. But it just seems like everybody's changing what they do week by week. And it's it's kind of nutty. It sucks. It's a lot to keep up with. And I don't have a team behind me. It's just me doing all this. So if it doesn't come across in front of my face, then whatever. <laughs> I just know that I've noticed a lot of beeping, uh, beeping out and centering of things uh, with a lot of the podcasts I listen to. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, unless I unless I get told I can't be on YouTube, and then I guess I'll just not do this live recorded and put it on Spotify because I put it on Spotify anyway. You can watch the video and listen to, to the audio or listen audio only on Spotify. You can do either one. So if you're looking for that and don't want to deal with YouTube, go check it out. Also, you can listen to the audio only anywhere else. It's a quick way for me to remind everybody. And don't forget to like and subscribe too here on YouTube, so that it helps me maybe grow my channel a little more. Share it with somebody that'd be cool. Tell somebody about it, and I uh, just keep uh, keep going and trying to make things better. Always, I-, I feel a little stagnant lately with things. You know, my my I got my video where I wanted it. I've got my audio where I want it. Uh, I was trying to mess with the background a little bit, get it looking better, stuff like that. Uh, I think I just need to maybe change the format up a little bit and maybe just not feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. It's tough, though. It's a lot of work. And if I change it up, then I have to I have to kind of go through a different process. So, I don't know. People change up their podcasts all the time. I feel like I'll change it here and there and see what catches on the best. But for now, we'll stick to this format. We'll keep going. I'll keep doing what I do and talking about the fights every week. and. I need to get a guest on soon, Uh, Robert, uh, Robert, the hell I was reading that, not Robert, Patrick and Clark, (laughs) I was reading this screen over here, Patrick and Clark haven't been on in a while, I haven't had any other guests, Uh, I thought I was going to be going out of town a bunch this week, Uh, these upcoming weeks for work and I haven't had to, so plans changed a little bit and I kind of fell short with uh thinking about and planning what i was going to do for the podcast as far as possible guests so i apologize for that maybe next week depending on how this this uh this week's um pay-per-view goes i'll have maybe i'll have a guest next week see if anybody wants to jump on and maybe talk about what happened this past weekend especially if we get a change of hands with uh why is my screen funky um but if we get a change of hands with the with the belts, with the titles and stuff, and if we get a bunch of exciting fights, I know next week's, I believe it's next week's card, for the fight night, is actually pretty decent as well. Oh yeah, Max Holloway versus a Korean zombie is next weekend. Uh, so after this big UFC card, or, I'm sorry, this big pay per view card, we have a big fight night. It's actually happening. Oh, my gosh. uh, It's at 5 a.m. in the morning, so that's going to be nutty. Uh, The main event starts at 5 a.m. because they're doing it, I believe, in... Uh, where is it happening? Uh, Somewhere on the Far East side of the world. <laughs> I think, I don't know if it's Singapore, Japan, or I don't even know where it is. But it's Max Holloway versus a Korean zombie, Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Aaron Blanchfield versus Talia Santos. Junior Taffa versus Parker Porter. That's a hell of a main card. And then Renya Ikamura versus Ernie Garcia. I'm not exactly sure those two are. But yeah, that's a decent card. So we'll have something to talk about in advance. So maybe I can get a, a guest on next week. Because it's been a minute. So anyway, those are the things I wanted to talk about to get it going here. but. Let's get to the main stuff, quick drink magics, what's up? Oh, I don't have my chat up on the screen. That's why I didn't notice it. Hey, finally, in oh China, <laughs> top says china i don't have my I don't have my sounds right here, so I would have played it though i can I can do it I do I. Maybe it is in China. <laughs> that's, if you ever listen to the Rumble podcast, I, we, I play that sound a lot. Because for some reason, that seems to be something that catches on and it's hilarious. But yeah, 5 a.m., that's, that's early as shit. I might catch the end of the main card, but I don't know that I'm catching that card while it's live. So replay it is. Let's get to it. Combat Sports News. We're gonna get going with some Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg because there was a little bit of news coming up this week from that one, and it's not good news when it comes if you're a fan of the fight that was supposed to be happening because Mark Zuckerberg came out and talked about a uh, text exchange of some sort or something uh, happening between them, and it's just not sounding like it's promising for actually. The fight to actually happen. They had a little exchange going on. Uh, It looks like Elon Musk says. Want to do practice. A practice bout at your house next week. And Zuckerberg says. If you still want to do a real MMA fight. Then you should train on your own. And let me know when you're ready to compete. I don't want to keep hyping something that will never happen. So you should either decide you're going to do this. And do it soon. Or we should move on. And Zuck, uh, I'm sorry, Elon says, I will be in Palo Alto on Monday. Let's fight in your octagon. I have not been practicing much apart from a brief bout with Lex Friedman today. <laughs> so that's uh that doesn't sound great. I don't think Elon wants to smoke. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is all about that shit. So he then posted this. I think we can all agree Elon isn't serious and it's time to move on. I afforded a real date. Dana White offered to make this a legit competition for charity. Elon won't confirm a date, then says he needs surgery, and now asks to do a practice round in my backyard instead. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date and official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, time to move on. I'm going to focus on competing with people who take the sport seriously. So, like I said, Zuckerberg's all about it, but looks like Elon Musk being the 51 year old i think he is is like nah bro i'm too fucking rich for this shit i should have shut up in the first place that's me putting words in his mouth but you know uh he doesn't want it he doesn't want to deal with it so he's too rich and too busy uh he's got more problems on his hands like dealing with i was gonna say twitter but x and people thinking it's a porn site now because it's named x what did you expect you can't go to x.com and not think you're not gonna see some porn i mean you can see porn on twitter i'm sure most of you have come across it at some point in time uh what is magic saying they some little girls they need to do this old school be on the flag at 3:15. be there or Be square fuck yeah yeah man just fucking fight it out already just meet up somewhere do you just do that shit meet up somewhere make it a street fight Promise each other you won't, you know, curb stomp each other and get that shit done. (laughs) But yeah, it's looking like it's not going to happen. And then Elon was already talking about dropping the UFC from being a part of it and doing it on their own and saying he has his own platform. He doesn't need them and all this other shit. So, you know... Dana White went as far as making shirts and everything like that. They were selling them at the the Fan Expo, even. You know, he posted a a picture of himself with it and all that shit, and it's not going anywhere. That's got to piss Dana White off, because he doesn't usually like to get behind things and then have them fall out, because he likes things to be successful, even though power slap and all that bullshit. But anyway, let's move on to some real shit. Anthony Joshua versus Robert Hellen- Hellenius. I-, I always have trouble with that name. It's tough. But that Viking looking motherfucker right there on the right. <laughs> uh, so this was this was supposed to have been a different fight. Um, I don't remember exactly who the hell he was supposed to fight. Anthony Joshua was supposed to fight somebody else. Uh, but he wound up fighting Hellenius uh and yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty decent fight because well, there was a knockout for once. It didn't go all 12, 12 rounds or whatever they were doing. But I'm trying to see if I can find out who his opponent was supposed to have been. That's annoying. But I who cares? It, he was a late replacement and he uh, and Hellenius got knocked the fuck out. So that, that sucks for him. Anthony Joshua, though, just kind of uh, proving that he's still at the top and waiting to get those big fights. Here's a couple. It's a nasty neck punch there that uh, I don't know how they caught that, but that looks bad. He looks like he is a little kid getting punched in the bullyard, so kind of what Magic's talking about. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, I can't find it. That sucks. But that's alright, because there was plenty going on in this fight. As you can see here, Joshua just showing his power, showing how dominant he can be over someone like Helenius, who, you know, seems to put it all out there and get kind of get his ass whooped uh, every time he fights. I mean, I hate to say that, but at the same time, every time I've seen him fight, he gets knocked the fuck out. So it's it's pretty bad, but he's he's a decent boxer. It's just he's not good with these upper echelon guys that wind up putting it on him quickly and fucking too much power, too much pressure. So, yeah, Anthony Joshua got that KO and wound up getting the victory. And there was star studded crowd. I guess there was a bunch of people in the crowd, but most of all, Conor McGregor showed up with a harem of girls. <laughs> one of them being Ebony Bridges, who's the one on the far right there. Uh, she's actually a professional boxer, a world champion boxer at that. And they've been seen together before at other events. But uh, he was he was promoting his uh, forged Irish stout, his new beard that he has. So he doesn't only have a proper 12 whiskey that he i think sold and yeah now he's promoting his irish stout beer. so it's all over the place you see him with it everywhere but uh yeah he rolled up with a bunch of girls came out this like sprinter van with all these girls behind him and yeah he was getting a little too friendly with them if you ask me i mean married he's got kids he's been accused of cheating and all that shit before but he doesn't give a fuck because he does what he wants and you'll do nothing about it that's what he always says (laughs) but he also jumped in the fucking ring and called out ksi like an idiot I, i don't know why he's doing this shit you know he's always gotta get in there say something i don't know what who the fuck let him in the ring but of course they're like oh cool our our promotion's going to get, you know, lots of views for this and blah blah blah. But yeah, he got in the ring, calls out KSI, talks some bullshit about how he couldn't box if he if he worked in an egg boxing facility I, I, fuck I don't know, some cringy ass stupid shit. He just says some dumb shit sometimes. But he was just being cringy all night because he after Joshua won, he jumped out the ring. And of course, Connor's there shoving beers in his face. You know, look, I mean, look at Joshua. He's his face is all bloodied up. And you got this little Irish fuck standing in front of you, screaming in your ear. Can't understand a word he's fucking saying. And he's drunk as shit, probably. Toked out. And allegedly. <laughs> and I saw plenty of things where they were they showed him on camera. Plenty of posts, plenty of articles, and plenty of pictures where they showed him on camera saying look at those pupils because they were gigantic but of course he's he's promoting his beer so he wants to get the champ in there drinking his beer and he was being a good little beer bitch (laughs) and and even you know pouring some beer in the mouth of anthony joshua which by the way i heard a lot of people talking shit i did see a video that showed you know, that sh- that had some audio and, and it showed Connor running up to Anthony Joshua and talking to him. And Joshua was like, hey, where's my forged out? Where's my forged out? So he like turned around, got him a beer, you know, poured it in his mouth like he's his little baby. <laughs> Actually, it's like Connor's the little kid trying to give his dad a drink of his, you know, pretend beer. That's what that looks like. And Dude just doing too much man i mean this is horrible like joshua's all bloody and shit he's got beer. now he's foaming at the mouth from all the fucking foam on the beer. it's not a good look connor looks crazy and that suits horrible i don't know he usually looks better than that but that suits horrible but yeah connor bro you're doing too much man too much like i get the promotion i i respect the hustle but fucking hey, what are you doing Again, Joshua looks like Whoa, It's too much man Too much in my mouth I'm bloody I, I don't know It's fucking awkward and cringy So Then we move to As I explained Ebony Bridges So they were You know photographed together In another fucking event uh, There was an interview with her Talking about all of the controversy Of them two being together And how people are talking about them and, and what might be going on and whatnot, but, you know, she is a professional boxer, she said, hey, listen, I, I people are talking shit about me being a, a ring card girl, and a, and a pro, and a promo girl, and, a, and, and all this other shit, but that's what I was before I started boxing professionally, so, I mean, she's not, I guess she's not wrong in that, in that case, and. It is what it is. She's getting paid. That's that's what she said. She's getting paid to do this shit. But, you know, she also gets a lot of promotion for herself and gets her face out there. Being with Conor McGregor all the time, somebody's always going to write something about it. Always going to take pictures. It's going to pop up everywhere. That's what happens. So she's, she's a smart girl. She's getting herself out there. She also has an OnlyFans. If you're into that and want to check it out, there's your OnlyFans Girl of the Week. You've seen her pop up here and there somewhere, but she is a badass. She's a badass boxer. Hot. I mean, what can you say? But Connor's not doing much as, as to not feed into the rumors. He's definitely feeding into them big time. Because then you got pictures like this, and, and I mean, obviously. So, so he him pouring beer in Anthony Joshua's mouth like this made sense because Joshua had the gloves on still. But Ebony Bridge is Pouring this Into Connor's mouth When he's just sitting I, I don't know man It's not a, Not a good look When you're married With kids And uh, Talk about how much I guess like The next day He's posting all over The place About how much He loves his wife Which is hilarious And also very Convenient <laughs> But Connor man I, I don't know Uh, it, It's just not a good look But anyway He was there Promoting his shit. Everybody's got the beer in their hands and whatnot. Blah, blah. Either way. Biggest thing is Anthony Joshua got a big win under his belt, which is good. Shows that he's still up there in the higher. In the upper echelon of boxers ready to fight some of the bigger names. Uh, even though a lot of people doubted him. So, and then you got Connor all over the place. But we're going to stay on that Connor track for a minute. Because Logan Paul had something to say to him. And let's get to that real quick. If you're so confident in your boy, I got a bet for you. I got a million dollars that says I beat your boy on October 14th. Come on, bro. Come on. I know you caked up. See how confident you are. If you're so confident in your boy, I got a bet for you. I got a million dollars that says. A million dollars that he'll beat Dylan Dennis because that's who he's talking about. And this all, sp- uh, this all got sparked because Connor did this. Of course, he's got to say something. Dylan Dennis is scheduled to fight Logan Paul On October 14th I believe For the prime card on Zone boxing And uh, Hunter says You woke up an animal Dylan will win for sure I'm gonna train him for this I guarantee a win So of course he says something like I guarantee a win And if you're a Paul brother That's game on To talk some shit So Logan says I'm betting a million dollars and he got roasted for that one because a lot, you know, he's got a lot of allegations of not paying people what they're supposed to get paid for boxing matches under him on his cards and some other shit, uh, some other contractual stuff that he has in the background. And people are like, well, if you got a million dollars to bet Conor McGregor that you're going to beat his boy, why can't you just pay these people? They're not wrong. But Logan's gonna do what Logan's gonna do, and the shit talking's gonna continue, and it's gonna get worse. And Dylan Dennis has been all over the fucking place posting, at, mostly on X Twitter, um, posting about, posting pictures of Logan Paul's girlfriend uh, and all of her exes. Now, don't get me wrong, like, She's a grown woman, she can do whatever, but she's got a roster. Uh, <laughs> she's a public figure, so people know what this roster is. People like Leonardo DiCaprio, fucking, uh, just so many, so many. Uh, it's like Tom Brady in there, fucking, um, I don't even know. I think it was Tom Brady, I don't even know. You just name a star and she has a picture with him because at some point in time she was dating or fuck buddy with whatever so that yeah it's funny um dylan dennis i guess is doing well in that department the shit talking department because logan paul and jake paul are really good at roasting people and making those videos that get the views and and fucking dunk on people and shit but dylan dennis is coming up with some good shit and making it awkward at the same time so I don't expect anything less from Dylan Dennis. He's a fucking He's a fucking waste of space is really what he is. He's fucking annoying. I don't like him. He's stupid. And every I've never seen the dude do something that I was like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, I, I shouldn't hate on him. Nah. No. Now this dude is just a fucking douche and a half. So, if you couldn't tell by this picture, I've I've hated him since the bullshit with Khabib and all and all that. And it just gets worse. And he doesn't show up for fights. He schedules fights. He signs contracts. And then he doesn't show up for the fight. He's a fucking... He's a little bitch. And I hope Logan beats his ass, honestly. So... And and what's sad is, you know, I should be going for Dylan Dennis. Because he is the on the MMA side. He fights. He's had like two or three fights in MMA. (laughs) When he's not dropping out. Or deciding to cancel the fights. So, I should be rooting for him but it I can't he's just a he's a fucking jackass i don't like him uh he falls under that category and you know i, I respect connor and everything that he does cuz at least he has done something of that matters in his in his career Dylan Dennis is a very highly decorated jiu jitsu practitioner but besides that i don't really know what he's done cuz he sucks at mma and I doubt he can box. I don't care how much Connor wants to train him because look, Connor just trained trained a bunch of people in uh, the in the Ultimate Fighter, and he had no he had nobody win. So I don't know what kind of training, what, whatever. Maybe it, is that a testament to his coaches who he left to train these guys because he didn't do well. I don't know. But if he's going to train Dylan Dennis, Dylan Dennis is for sure going to lose. If we didn't think it before, he <laughs> I think it now. I think we, it's been proven... I can't even talk because that's how much is going through my head about how, how stupid this is. I think it's been proven that fucking Connor is not a good coach. Not a good coach at all. And he's not great at boxing. He lost to Mayweather, which Mayweather is... That's different. But, I mean, he did okay, but he still lost. And that's his only boxing professional, real boxing match. So, for him to sit here and say going to guarantee a win for Dylan Dennis because he's training him. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, let's move on. Move on from the rant. Bellator 298 happened last week. Logan Storley versus Brennan Ward. Um, This was a gigantic card. There was like 17 fucking fights on this card. Ridiculous. I will not go through all of them because that's crazy. The main event... The two guys you see on the poster. Logan Storley versus Brennan Ward. Logan Storley got the win by TKO. Uh, in the second round. Over Brennan Ward. The only other ones that I will. Bring up. James Gallagher got a win. Uh, over James Gonzalez. Split decision. Justine Kish got a win. Over Diana Av- Avsaragova. Too hard to say. Uh, unanimous decision. And I think. Think that's really it out of anybody I know. Everyone else is like, I don't know, but that happened last week. I know it's sad, but Bellator. These some of these fights, especially have seventeen fucking fights on this card, is crazy. And I didn't hear much about it at all. I don't even know that any of the, I don't even know that any of the podcasts I listened to even covered it. I don't even know that they even mentioned it. So. I don't know. That's Bellator for you, though. Like I said, it, it's it's rough, man. For Bellator. So uh BKFC 48 also happened last week, last Friday. Uh John Dodson versus uh Junior Ridge or JR Ridge. I'm not sure which one it is. Either way, it was the inaugural uh flyweight title for BKFC. So the first uh first title fight in the flyweight division for bkfc and john dodson was able to pull that off and get that belt with a win over ridge by ko in the first round a minute 49 that's a quick ass fucking fight and john dodson with those heavy bricks for hands that he has got the ko early so congrats to him i'm happy to hear that because i like john dodson i think that he found himself a good home here with bkfc he's always been about those heavy hands and throwing those quick strikes and he's a, he's he's a good guy in his weight division so uh and he's still got the he still got the fire under him to keep going and get those wins so i'm happy for him it's good for him to get that title uh nothing much else in here oh bryce hall got a win over guillermo perez by tko in the second round uh bryce hall is a youtuber as well who made his way YouTuber slash TikToker I think I don't know I've heard his name before I know he's one of those influencer types But he made his way into the BKFC And got a big win Uh, And it sounded like he did fairly well I didn't watch these fights But it sounded like he did pretty well So Congrats to him for that one And uh, That's it Uh, That I know of The rest of these fights I mean There's a lot of decisions in there So One majority draw even yeah craziness but let's move on to some more mma we got the pfl going on this friday tomorrow night on espn and espn plus um this is uh the playoffs going on right now and let's see we have a main, main event in the heavyweight division maurice the crochet boss Green because uh, when he was on the ultimate fighter, he was he would crochet every day, like they would show him always on camera crocheting something, which is weird. But he's also a training partner of John Jones, uh, one of his main training partners, and John Jones is like his mentor basically. So, Maurice Green versus hennon for uh, Fajada. So, that's happening, that's the main event. Uh, under them, we have Larissa Pacheco versus Elena Kolesnik, um who, by the way, uh, missed weight by like six pounds. So it's a catchweight fight at 148 now. Larissa Pacheco is the girl that, the woman that beat um, Kayla Harrison. Oh my God, I almost forgot her name. She hasn't been around in a bit, so but she beat uh, Kayla Harrison last year. And that was one of the bigger fights because Kayla hadn't been beaten yet. So uh, let's see who else we got here. Uh, Not a whole lot else going on down there Um, as far as notables. Oh, Amber LeBrock versus Marina. I I can't say that name. That one's fucking tough. That's a featherweight bout uh, for the women. And that's about it. But, you know, the PFL has the seasons going on so they do the playoffs and they're all fighting to get to those finals and win that million dollar purse which is pretty goddamn good for you know just any fighter to be able to get there and win that but their their fight schedule is crazy they gotta cut weight a lot you know they could be fighting within a couple of months like two or maybe even three times sometimes so yeah, uh, and this is proof of that because we also have another PFL event going on on Wednesday, August 23rd. So not only is there a PFL event on Friday, but there's also one on Wednesday. So I figured I'd go ahead and try to cover that one real quick uh, because we got Clay Collard versus Shane Burgos, which Burgos is the replacement fighter for Natan... Oh, uh, what the hell was his last name? Sh- uh Schultz? Schulte? I think. But he was the guy that fought his training partner, and they it was like some lackluster shitty fight. They like basically just grappled with each other. It looked like a sparring session, and Natan Schultz got the win by a unanimous decision, but they decided the FL decided that that I like, didn't count. They basically said you didn't fight up to your potential, so we can't let you continue in the playoffs. So they dropped him, and and told him he was done for the season. And I, I think they even like uh, suspended them both, and they put Shane Burgos, who is next in line, to uh, to take his place in the playoffs. Only problem with that is is Shane Burgos is like one of their highly touted signings coming from the UFC the UFC admittingly regretted like letting him go at least Dana White did so there was controversy in putting him in they were saying that you know it seems too coincidental that they let Shane Burgos come in because he's like one of their biggest fighters that they were touting I guess I don't know either way he's fighting Clay Collard so a little bit of controversy there, but we also have Olivier Obon mercier a former UFC fighter as well, fighting Bruno Miranda in the lightweight division. Uh, we got Carlos Lial Miranda versus Sadabu C, who is always in a really good, exciting fight. Last time he got a quick knockout, nasty knockout uh, to get to uh, this portion of the, fight or the playoffs. That's a welterweight bout Then we got Magomed Magomedov Versus Solomon Renfro In the welterweight division as well Uh, Biagio Ali Walsh Versus Ed Davis And I think that's about it So a few more notable names on this card Going on Wednesday night Uh, Also on ESPN And ESPN Plus I believe So you got that to watch So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming up this week besides the pay-per-view on Saturday. On Tuesday, you'll have Dana White's Contender Series uh, because that season's going on right now. And then you'll have uh, TFL on Wednesday. So, got some shit to watch during the week if you want to check all that out. So... Let's move over to last thing in combat sports news. There was a announcement about um, some rule changes going on when it comes to MMA. So it says, two brand new rules designed to help MMA fighters after they sustain a foul. A foul being a clash of heads, uh, eye poke, uh, low blow, like a, a crotch shot or something. Anything like that um, It says these were just voted in At the Association of Boxing Commissions Conference last week in Nevada Um McGraigan? I don't know who that is But he. Uh, this was a quote from him Number one When a foul occurs Whether it's a clash of heads Whether it's an illegal strike of some kind And you have a cut Fighters will now have up to five minutes To recover from that cut During that time A cut person can come into the ring or cage and they can tend to that wound. They can't tend to anything else, but they can tend to that to the wound. It used to be that a fighter had to resume the fight, make it to the end of the round, and only then the cut person can come in. They've changed that to say the cut person can address it immediately to give that fighter a better chance of being able to continue. Which means you get a clash of heads, you bump, and uh, you know you get a cut on the eyebrows. That happens a lot, or on the top of the head. Due to that clash of heads Then you know They can tend to that They can get the bleeding to stop They can put some Vaseline on it And then you you continue on You get your 5 minutes uh, You know a legal strike You know downward elbow Or uh, needed a head Or anything like that Um, So I mean that's kind of cool Because that can change some things I guess it's not like a massive change But it's a notable one for sure And then the second one Rule number two, this rule is designed to deal with how referees and doctors work together after an illegal eye poke. McGraigin continued, when an eye poke occurs, timeout is called and the fighter has up to five minutes to recover. Here's the new nuances. Number one, officials can give the fouled fighter a cold compress and they can put it on their eye to give them some time to recover. After a minute or 90 seconds, only then... Should the ringside physician come in? So basically, the doctor can't come in until after at least a minute or up to a minute and a half. After it all happens to come check it out. If possible, the doctor should not immediately shine a light in the fighter's eye and say, Can you see? Because that's fucking stupid. And they do it all the time. Of course you can't fucking see. Not only did you get eye poked and your eyes fucking killing you and you might have done some damage but then you flash a fucking flashlight in their eye and and now they're blinded and they're seeing fucking black, uh, black spots and shit of course you can't see the fuck so then it says because the answer is often no they can't see right away and then the fight is called instead these rules are designed to say look Give the fighters time to recover. Give them a tool to recover. Let the fighter enjoy much of the five minutes and then and only then ask if their vision is obstructed. If it is, of course the bout is over. If it's not, they had a fair chance to recover. So now they have time. They don't have to feel rushed. They don't have to feel pressured. They don't have to be asked every two seconds. Are you okay? Do you wanna continue? What's happening? Can you see? They don't have to have a fucking flashlight stuck in their eyeball. and and have a, a fucking doctor trying to stick fingers in their eyes and shit they have time now and they have a tool to help recover with which is a cold compress which will it help it might not help who the fuck knows but at least you get something but when before it would just be like you walk around in circles holding your eye get a doctor come in they stick their fingers in your fucking eyes they put a flashlight in there you can't see shit even more than you couldn't before and then they call the fight because they don't think that you're good to continue so it's all stupid uh with these rule changes though it sounds like you know they're in taking a step in the right direction at least uh because eye pokes are fucking pain in the ass It's so stupid, it ruins so many fights And it sucks And this might not be the change that's necessary To stop eye pokes from happening But at least when you get eye poked You have a chance Uh, You have some time without being pressured You're not constantly being asked if you can see or not And then having to lie Or being truthful and then getting the fight stopped It's all bullshit Um, You got some time, you got a way to help with it a little bit And then they decide after Instead of Having that doctor all up in your shit right away. So, not bad. Could make a difference. Maybe not. But it's some rule changes. It's heading in the right direction if they continue to, you know, look over these rules and make alterations to them or change them or or make up new rules. It's a good thing. So, it's good to see it. Hopefully we see more of it coming up soon. Let's move on to Ultimate Fighter 31. Season 31, the finale... Well, not the finale yet, because the finale is considered when... It's considered the finale when the two final fights actually happen, which is happening on this card this weekend on the pay-per-view uh, in the prelims. The two final uh, bouts are happening for, uh, for this season. So this was just the final episode of the season that was happening on ESPN+. Plus. And, of course, you know, it was basically a fight between... uh see, what fight was it? Well, they considered it... I don't know. It, it got confusing at the end. I'll be real. I didn't pay attention. I missed most of the last few episodes. I watched the one with Clay... Uh, not Clay Collard. I'm looking at this from PFL. Um, I watched the one with Austin Hubbard and Haluba uh, um, because that was a dope-ass fight. But these other ones... Not so much. They had one guy from one actual, the last actual uh, team member from the, the original McGregor team, and he lost. So <laughs> that's Cody Gibson. Uh, got him in a rear naked choke, subbed him, and it was done. So that's it for the season. Uh, Austin Hubbard. Uh, I'm sorry. Ugh, I get these guys mixed up. Cody Gibson got the win to secure his spot in the finals. And let's see here. I want to get these. uh, I want to get these correct. Let's see. What was it? Uh, Picked up another first round finish. You never just tell me what I want to know. I had this up, but apparently I closed it like a dumbass. But uh, let's see. It was Rico DiCilio De- who uh, Cody Gibson was fighting in the Bantamweight division. And yeah, Cody Gibson obviously gets the win. First round submission. And now we have the final matchups for this weekend. We got in the prelims of the pay-per-view, we have uh, Austin Hubbard versus Kurt Hullabaugh in the lightweight Final, and then we have Brad katona versus Cody Gibson in the bantamweight final. Now, Brad katona has a Team McGregor jersey on, but that's because he got moved over, and and he volunteered to go over to Team McGregor after all of the rest of his team was out, so that there could still be, for aesthetics reasons, there could still be McGregor teams in the finals. But yeah, either way, all these guys were from the vets. None of the prospects made it um none of the rookies made, yeah none of them it's all guys that have been in the ufc before and brad katona being a former ultimate fighter winner already so this could be his chance to be the first ever two time ultimate fighter winner and uh i guess he said something on the episode about being the uh ultimate fight- fighter or uh, fuck i don't know the ultimate ultimate fighter or some shit like that i don't know he said something it was kind of funny I don't, it wasn't too funny, though, because I don't fucking remember what it was. <laughs> or I just have a bad memory. That could be it, too. Either way. Uh, and then, yeah, um, Austin Hubbard versus Kurt Holuba, which I don't think Austin Hubbard's going to stand and bang with Haluba like, uh, like uh, Jason Knight did. But I don't know if it's going to be that fantastic of a fight, but who knows? Because they are fighting to become the ultimate fighter champion. In their respective division So we're going to have two Ultimate Fighter winners After uh, the prelims on Saturday So check out the prelims if you want to know who winds up winning Um, And they could be some really good fights I mean Brad Katona is, is energetic as fuck And Cody Gibson is definitely out there to win And he does not like Brad Katona They went through that during the episode as well There was a big disagreement, a big argument And Cody Gibson pretty much made it known that he does not like Brad Katona. So, kind of a grudge match there. Not bad. Uh, So, we'll see what happens with that. And then, of course, we add... Connor. More Connor. Oh, shit. I from Russia. What's up, bro? Holy shit. Got somebody from Russia in here. That's dope. Igor Sovitov. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't I don't want to mess up your name that bad, bro. But he said, hi from Russia, Broski. What up, man? Thanks for joining in. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Connor and Michael Chandler with the face off. There's still doubt in everybody's head as to whether or not Connor is gonna actually fight Chandler. But he laid out his plan. His plan is to fight Connor McGregor. I mean, to fight Michael Chandler first, and then fight Dustin Gaethje for the BMF belt. And then get the Trilogy fight from uh, for, uh, I'm sorry, with Nate Diaz. So that's what his plan is for the near future. Will that hold up? I don't know. I know H.E. already said if he wanted to fight him for the BMF belt, he could. But he's got to get through Michael Chandler first. I don't know that he's got a lot to stand on if he doesn't beat Chandler. If Chandler comes out there and works him. That's gonna to be tough to get that BMF title, but I'm pretty sure you can still get the Diaz fight. So that that uh trilogy has to happen, and I hope it does, but I want him to fight Chandler first and finish off what he started with Ultimate Fighter 31, and and you know, get that get that kind of wrapped up. Oh shit. Hey, I appreciate that, Igor. He said good channel. I, I'm subscribed, so thank you. I appreciate it. And keep watching, man. I'll keep having good stuff coming out for you. Uh, thanks for the support. All the way from Russia. That's dope. So, um, yeah. That wraps it up for the Ultimate Fighter th- Season 31. We... You know, it started off kind of good. Um, it fell off a bit because Connor came became disinterested. We had some really good fights at the end, though. So, that brought it back up. And I'm excited to see what happens in the prelims of... Uh... In the prelims of the pay-per-view this weekend hows cosner says my good brother eljo is gonna snatch sean omele Chano neck <laughs> yeah hey man you're not wrong and we're gonna get to that in a few minutes so stick around because i got some stuff to say about that one as well but uh thanks for joining in yeah anybody else got something to say or, or you know um a comment or a question or anything like that jump in the chat with everybody else I appreciate the support and the uh, interactions. I like it. Um, Let me know who you're going for, everybody. Eljo or Sean O'Malley. Um, I got that preview coming up here pretty quick. But first, we're going to go over last week's event. UFC on ESPN 51. Vicente Luque versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Not a bad card overall. But I will say that... The undercard, the prelims, were better than everything. There was a lot of finishes in the prelims. But the main event, man, there was a lot of decisions. Uh, I mean, not a lot, but okay. There there was enough decisions to be kind of like, damn, what happened? Because the prelims were fucking crazy. They were crazy. They had, it was nothing, I think it was like one, maybe one decision. No, no decisions. They were all finishes in the prelims. Which is badass. So I wanted to cover real quick what happened in the prelims because uh, they were so they were just exciting, man. It was a, it was a good prelim card. It's one of those rare times where the prelims outshine the main event, outshine the the uh, main card in general. So we'll start with Luana Santos versus Juliana Miller. Juliana Miller being a uh, Ultimate Fighter champion herself from last season. Um she's usually a game opponent. She comes in swinging and and ready to fight for sure. But uh and she gave Luana Santos something to think about with this big ass punch right here. But Santos you know, answered the call. Put some work in and got the finish against Juliana Miller uh standing by standing TKO. Uh I mean, she didn't drop Miller, but she definitely put the work in on her. Got that TKO. First round finish, 341, uh, Luana Santos with that win. Then we have Damon Blackshear uh, versus uh, Jose Johnson. And Blackshear became number three on the list of twisters as a submission finish in the UFC. Only the third person to do it in history. Uh, Bryce Mitchell being one, and, uh, ah, shit, I already just, I just forgot the name of the second one, I just had it in my head, but I think Bryce Mitchell's actually gotten two twisters in the UFC at this point, but, yeah, Damon Blackshear becomes only the third person to get a twister submission finish in the UFC in the first round, so big ups to him, that was a dope-ass finish, and you'll see Blackshear's name here coming up in the prelims of uh, UFC 296 Or 296 Is it 296? No 292 Getting ahead of myself Not 296 yet 292 uh, Because he's stepping in as a late replacement So he's going to be fighting for the second time In a matter of a week In 7 days He's going to be fighting twice Which is pretty crazy So we'll go over that when we get there But uh Then we had Uh Jacqueline Amarim versus Mon- Montserrat Ruiz And yeah this was A strawweight fight uh, In the I'm sorry in the strawweight division <laughs> Hey listen You're not Igor you're not the only person To say that I, I posted a TikTok video at one point in time uh my reaction to Adesanya knocking out Pajeda And, and I had a couple people say I look like Tui Vasa Which is funny as hell uh, so co- I, I'm cool with that, man. I like Tai Ivasa, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess I do look like him. I saw some pictures where I could see the similarities. Um, I'm not as badass as Tai Tu Ivasa, but I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, Amoreen though, uh, wound up getting that submission that armbar submission uh, over Ruiz. Or, I'm sorry, she got an armbar in. But she got the TKO uh, to get the finish for that, which I don't know how uh, Ruiz got through this armbar. It was pretty nasty. Uh, so yeah, moving on to Martin Boudet versus Josh Parisian. Uh, Boudet just put some work in on Parisian, which I wasn't expecting. I thought Parisian was going to come out and you know be a, a be dominant in this fight. But instead, he lost by submission in the first round by Kimura as well. So, that that was a nasty submission there. Uh, so, Martin Boudet with that win in the heavyweight division. Then we had Isaac Dugarian versus Francis Marshall. And Dugarian got a TKO in the first round as well. So, as you can see, a lot of first round finishes. Um, the, the women's fight, Amarim got that win in the third round so far out of all the fights it's like first round finishes over and over and over again this one as well tko uh in the first round that's why this this fucking prelim card was sick man it was just sick i don't know i don't know what happened here but all these fighters showed out and got finishes in the first round um this was a fight i was looking forward to terence mckinney versus mike breeden i like terence mckinney a lot I listened to the Megan O'Leary podcast where, uh, what do you call it? Um, She talked, to, it's called Becoming a Fighter. So she went over all of the backstory of Terrence McKinney's life, how he became a fighter because he had some crazy issue with drugs at some point in time, wound up fighting cops and shit. Uh, I guess he was tripping on acid and mushrooms at the same time, kind of spun out uh basically wound up uh dying on the table as they were trying to save him and you know came back to life he survived and then he still got into some trouble and shit after that but yeah it was a it's a cool podcast um it's called becoming the fighter with Megan Olivi check that out if you want to they they did one on Tatiana Suarez too and her crazy life story as well um she survived a lot of shit too so check that out if you're interested but terrence mckinney's a bad motherfucker and a lot of his fights are are ended in the first round and they're almost all they're they're all by you know really good finishes really exciting fights and this was no different uh we had him catching this kick here and then uh turns it around gets that tko in the first round by punches and he moves on to uh hopefully Another good fight that leads him into something even better Because he's been on a roll And he's an impressive fighter And I I just like the guy I think he's a a great striker He has a lot of potential And I think he's on his way to doing some great things I'm hoping for the best for him Uh, And then we had Another fight Where I I didn't really know these guys too well actually Which is weird Marcus uh, McGee Versus JP buys. I I mean I've seen JP buys like once. I knew that he had a uh, a wife or a girlfriend that was a fighter as well or is a fighter. Didn't know much about him, but this was a this was another fantastic fight as well. Another first round finish. Two minutes and nineteen seconds in to the first round, it was a KO uh, by punches, uh, and uh, McGee got the win. And you see here with that head kick that didn't wasn't the finish, but definitely got the KO in the end. And yeah, that was just another first round. A lot of first round finishes. I like it. That's that's when you're watching a card and you see the prelims and you're like, holy shit, it it, it could do a couple things for you. It can either be like, this is fantastic, this is gonna be some fucking great fights, it's gonna keep going. The main card has a bunch of good fighters on it. And then you get disappointed because then you get a bunch of decisions. Some of them are boring. You don't keep up with the first round finishes over and over again. That's hard. It's hard to keep that going all the way through the card. But it was definitely uh, it was definitely exciting while it lasted. But we had let's see, Josh Framed versus Jamie Pickett was a unanimous decision win for Framed. We had AJ Dobson with a unanimous decision win over Tafanich. The We, And then we got to some more exciting stuff. <laughs> uh, Yasmin Lucindo versus Pollyanna Viana. This was a pretty exciting fight. They went back and forth a lot. I was expecting a lot out of Viana, but Lucindo, she's just relentless. Um, I watched her last fight too. I was just like, kind of like, uh, this girl might be doing something here. Um, but she's tough. A lot of big punches. And she got the finish by submission. Arm triangle choke in the second round for Lucindo. Then we had Khalil Roundtree. I was excited for this fight as well. Because Roundtree... I don't know. There's something about Roundtree. The fact that I guess maybe... Back in the day he was like 300 plus pounds. He was just lazy, didn't do anything, you know, This self-admitted, this is all things that he talked about, and then he got himself into shape uh, after just being sick of being a fat guy, I guess, and uh, wound up becoming a pretty, you know, pretty well-known UFC fighter, and he's doing decent for himself, uh, yeah, here he was fighting Chris Dacus, who has had a kind of a shitty run lately, uh, him and his brother, his brother got released from the UFC, unfortunately, and It's looking like Chris Daukaus might be on his way out as well because I, this is his fourth loss in a row, which he he's coming. I think he went down from the heavyweight division to now the light heavyweight division. But in the heavyweight division, he fought Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, and Jarzinho Rosenstruck. lost to all of them. Comes down to the light heavyweight division and gets a loss against Leo Roundtree. All these are no joke, like big names, fucking. uh, I mean, you can't down on him for that, right? He's got a lot of big names that he's lost to. At least he's been fighting big names. But yeah, four wins in a... a, I mean, four losses in a row usually means bad stuff for you when it comes to the UFC. But nice to see Khalil get that finish. Um, He's going to move on. I'm sure he's going to get another bigger name in there soon. But that was also a first-round TKO finish. And then we had Cub Swanson. Versus Hakeem Dawodu. Oh, shit. I just messed this up. I sure did. <laughs> uh, Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dawodu. This was a weird one. Because it looked all the way through. I mean, even though I'm highlighting Cub's... Um, I'm highlighting Cub here a lot. Which is a, a little weird. Considering Dawoodoo seemed to have done the most damage. And gotten basically looked like he got the win but in the end the decision went to cub swanson by unanimous decision of all things which is kind of crazy because a lot of people thought for sure including cub cub said in the in the post-fight press conference that you know he thought he lost that fight too and as you can see by his reaction here he was like nah man he was clapping thinking yeah that would do got this win and nah they gave it to cub kind of crazy uh, from the, everything I saw, I I, I I agree with Cub. It didn't seem like he really won, but uh, that's a that's a shitty thing for Dawadu to have to deal with and get that loss on his record. But the main event, Vicente Luque versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, Luque looked good in the entire fight. Uh, he got the win by unanimous decision as well. You know he put in work. Nothing too crazy back and forth in this fight. It was just it. It was what it was. It was unanimous decision. Luke a comes out the winner, and uh, but you know that's good for his record. He beat somebody with a good name like Rafael dos So that's that. Um, now we get to UFC 292, and this one is gonna be good. I, I'm hoping it's good from bottom to top. You know. Uh, it's it lost some fights here and there. Cody Garbrandt out with an injury. Um, I think there was a couple other fights that were that were lost on this card. If I can find that real quick, because I am kind of curious as to what the other canceled events were. Oh yeah, yeah. So we had Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal was supposed to fight Ian Gary, and that got. But Ian Gary stayed on the card And is fighting Neil Magny So that should be a damn good fight There was some heat between them In the uh, press conference today So that makes for A little more of an interesting fight as well But you know Both of them are really good fighters And there's a lot going on When it comes to those two At the bottom starting off From the bottom to the top We have big names here Marine Silva versus Marina Moroze. You know, if, you're, if you are watch MMA in the UFC, you probably know those names. They're fighting flyweight division. We got Andrea Lee versus Natalie Silva. And then Andre Petroski versus uh, Gerald Mearshart. Like, holy shit, that's, those are the early prelims. So I'm gonna be watching from the get-go because I, all three of those fights interest me. I like Marina Moroze. I like Andrea Lee and Petrosky versus Mearshart as an early prelim. Fucking A. Not even on the prelim card, but the early prelim card. Then we move into the prelim card where to start off the prelims, we have the Ultimate Fighter Finale fights. It'll be Brad Katona versus Cody Gibson for the Bantamweight Ultimate Fighter title. And then we got Kurt Hollowbuff versus Austin Hubbard. As the second fight on the prelim cards So right away In the prelims Starting at 5 o'clock p.m. Arizona time Because that's where I'm at uh, You'll get to see that ultimate fighter finale fight Right off the bat Hopefully they kick off this card In a good way Following up After that you got Gregory Rodriguez Versus Dennis Oh Man fuck I can't say that name I don't even know what his I don't even know how to say that name I'm not gonna try, but to round off the prelim card, you have Chris Weidman versus Brad Tavares. Well, this is Chris Weidman's first fight back since he broke his leg. Uh, fuck, I don't even know how when that was. At this point, he was out for so long due to all of the issues he had with his leg, trying to heal it up because of how bad he broke it. Uh, let's see, that was 2021. Yeah, April 24th, 2021 So it was the first kick He tried to uh, Put on Uriah Hall And Uriah Hall checked it And it, it just broke Weidman's leg He had that compound fracture his, his his bone broke so bad That it cut through his fucking skin He said there was blood everywhere It fucked up a lot of his tendons And ligaments Um, So yeah, he had four surgeries In the process of coming back Due to infections um you know complications with the healing process of the bones and all that all that shit and this fucking savage comes out and says the first thing i'm gonna do when i get in that octagon is throw a leg kick i'm like oh shit man in the press conference today he's like yeah i'm gonna throw that leg kick man let me get one in he told tavares let me get one i'll let you get one in let me get one in and make sure my shit's good and and get past it so we can move on I'm like, God damn, motherfucker is different. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 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 br- a leg break that bad? I mean, I know now he has like a steel rod in his leg, just like everyone else that t- had it happen to him. You know, we have Anderson Silva, Connor McGregor. Connor still hasn't come back. Um, But yeah, you got, he's got like a steel rod in his leg now, or steel plate, whatever it is. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how that hat. We'll see how that turns out, because that's tough, man, and that's crazy for him to just want to get that leg kick out of the way. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! But you know, no one else. Uh, uh, Corey Hill back in the day was like one of the first guys to break his leg that way in the octagon. Um, Anderson Silva, like I said, he wasn't himself. I mean, he was already kind of falling off when that happened. You know, after he lost to Weidman the first time and got knocked out he wasn't himself already and then he comes back and breaks his leg so that sucks but uh um who else tyrone spong in kickboxing broke his leg the same way and and got a, a kick checked and and snapped that shit too after that he wasn't the same either he he pretty much retired from kickboxing and now just does boxing so It's interesting to watch what happens with these guys after they break their legs in that fashion. And I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't really say anything bad. It just, it's tough to get back in there and do that again after, after something so traumatic. So good luck to Chris Weidman, man. Fighting Brad Tavares, at least it's a good matchup. It's not some young gunner coming out there to fucking smash him. It's two vets that are going to be technical and, you know, tactical in the, in the fight. And hopefully... It'll be a good fight, and Weidman will have a good time and be able to get over those first, you know, first fight jitters after that traumatic ass fucking uh, injury. So, moving on to the main card, though, Marlon Cedo Vera versus Pedro Munoz in a bantamweight bout. This should be pretty good. Uh, Pedro Munoz has been looking pretty decent lately uh coming off a win over chris gutierrez he had a no contest that accidental eye poke versus sean O'Malley, who's actually fighting for the title in this in this card i'm sure you know that by now if you're watching this <laughs> uh before that he was a on a bit of a losing streak against jose aldo and dominant cruz though two big names took him all the way to decision he does have a lot of decisions on his record uh so that's one thing that might not make this a great fight, but against Cheeto Vera, who is always out there just to kick somebody's ass. Um he's got some decisions on his win on his record as well, including the last fight of his. He was he lost to Corey Sandhagen uh by split decision, though. So it was still a good fight. He's always exciting to watch. Um, so he's gonna make it as exciting as possible. He was on a 4 Four fight win streak before the loss to Corey. So yeah, um, like I said, you know Munoz has uh, good striking and is not, you know, not shy. He's willing to mix it up with people. And then Cheeto, with those crazy kicks, that nasty knockout of Dominic Cruz. With it, it looked like a glancing shot, and he and Cruz was out. And then he's got the big, the big knees. He's always with the explosive strikes, man. Cheeto's always there to fight. And you're always going to get something good out of him. So we'll see what kind of a fight he puts up against Pedro Munoz. I feel like he's a level above. I feel like he's that type of fighter that should be able to put Munoz away. But you never know. Pedro comes out there. Put something, un, you know, um, something... Kind of surprising on Cheeto and Cheeto can handle it. I don't know. Uh hopefully it doesn't go to the decision though, because that would kind of suck and that might mean they neutralize each other and maybe maybe it's not that exciting. Next fight. Damon Blackshear who just fought last week. Like I said against Mario Batista. Uh he got that crazy uh twister submission and only the third person in history in the UFC to get that submission. And he is fighting once again A week later against Mario Batista Um Blackshear like I said Got that win last Last week And that was two in a row for him So Uh yeah So he's he's on a two fight win streak And he's looking to extend that This week against Uh Mario Batista who is a he's great on the ground. He's got a few submissions including his last two wins being rear naked choke and reverse triangle armbar, which was this fight right here. So yeah, it's looking like he's got some TKO wins on his on his record as well. So I'm hoping these guys get out there, put some put on a show because you're either you're going to get some submissions on the ground if it gets there or you're going to get some hands being thrown in on the feet because it looks like both these guys are game to do it all but those submissions man imagine Blackshear trying for that trying I mean that twister against Batista and Batista turning it around on him and getting some kind of submission as well they both have crazy submissions in their in their record for wins reverse triangle armbar, like what kind of crazy shit is that and then you got Blackshear with the twister I don't know should be interesting though If it's a grappling match And it's a lot of transitions on the ground I'm down for it Because these guys are fucking All about this uh, Jiu jitsu And it looks like they both know what the fuck they're doing Uh Moving on We've got that Neil Magny Versus Ian Gary Ian Machado Gary uh, Yeah Neil Magny being the Late replacement Because Jeff Neil got injured and was uh, pulled from the fight against Ian Gary. Luckily, Ian Gary is a big name and got himself a re- good replacement for this. I'm not sure. I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about Neil Magny over Jeff Neal. Like, is he? Is it a better replacement? Is it a step up for Ian? I think either fight's a step up for Ian. In in you know, in in the full cool aspect of things, but. I don't know if neil magni is that uh, he's definitely a different fighter than jeff neil so uh but ian gary's down in game he's fully into it ready talking mad shit uh to neil magni in the press conference but magni has fought some killers uh he's got a pretty goddamn good resume 28 and 10 his last fight being a win over philip rowe and that was back in june um, he's fought twice already this year So this will be his third fight this year Last fight he won by the split decision He lost to Gilbert Burns before that by submission Beat Daniel Rodriguez by submission Lost to Shavkat Rachmanov before that by submission A lot of either submission or decision wins here So uh, But he, like I said he's got a hell of a A hell of a uh Fucking record here between all of the people that he's fought He actually has a win against jeff neal he's fought michael kiesa robbie lawler uh lee Li jing liang all kinds of people so like i said magny is still a step up for ian gary as far as you know an opponent goes but uh you know he's good on the feet good on the ground and you got to watch for those submissions because he will press you up against the cage, take you down, and beat you on the ground. Or, you know, land some good punches on the feet, too. But he's, I think he's a little better when he when he puts that pressure on you and holds you down. So we'll see what Ian Gary has for him. He's got that impressive striking, though. He is undefeated 12-0. So he's looking to keep that going against a big name like Neil Magny, though. Uh he, he's coming off that win against Daniel Rodriguez. Uh with that crazy head kick right here. That was a nasty head kick. And that was back in May. TKO head kick and punches in the first round. Um everyone else, Dan- Daniel Rodriguez is probably his most notable opponent. But like I said, that's why this is such a big step up for him and opponents. Uh 12-0 overall. 1, 2, 3, 4. 5 and 0 in the UFC looking to extend that against Neil Magny get a big name under his belt and continue moving up in the rankings and uh working his way up to becoming a champ because he's definitely got he's definitely got the the talk going he sounded like Conor in this press conference earlier today um talking mad shit and all the things that he's saying you know with that Irish uh with that Irish uh what am I? I can't even think of the word. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't—not slang, not Irish slang, but Irish. Um, what is the goddamn word? I can't even think of it. Ah, whatever. You know what I mean? The way he talks, like I, I just—I can't. I'm, I don't know. I lost my words there. That's all right. Ian Gary, though, uh, he's cool as fuck too. I saw him at the at the uh, fan expo and. You know he was running around giving all kinds of people high fives and taking pictures and shit so we'll see if he can get past Neil magni on that one and then we move on to the first title fight of the night home main event strawweight championship bout Whaley zhang versus amanda lemos now Whaley zhang you know she's this is she's a two-time champ she uh lost the belt to rose nami Yunus and then won it back from carla esparza and that was her la- her last fight uh, was against Carlos Esparza to win that belt so this is her first title defense in her second reign i guess you could say uh, but she beat carlo by submission and that was back in november of last year but she does have that crazy striking oh jesus here we go again i don't under- i don't understand oh i know why because i fucking pushed the wrong button yeah, she's beat people like um, Rose Namajunas, or oh, I'm sorry, she hasn't beat Rose, but she beat Doanian Jacek, Jessica Andrade, Tisha Torres, Jessica Aguilar, Danielle Taylor, a lot of big names. The only person she has yet to beat is Rose Namajunas, who has beat her twice. So, but like I said, Carla Esparza, former Ultimate Fighter winner herself, and the first uh I'm sorry, the first, uh, man, I am just having trouble right now with, what the fuck I'm trying to say, the first strawweight title champ ever in the UFC, um, and yeah, she dropped it to a submission to Weili Zhang, which, yeah, I don't know if you remember, but that fight against Joanna and check where she... Made her look like a fucking alien. Blew up her head. I mean, that was... That was horrible. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. You wanna look like an alien, basically. It was insane. That was... I think that was their first fight against each other. Pretty nasty. Uh... Jacek is a warrior for getting through that one. But then she beat her again. KO by sp- uh, spitting backfist. So, Whaley Zhang has talent on her feet and on the ground because like i said she beat carla Suarez by submission in her last fight to get the belt back and uh yeah that's that her opponent amanda lemos has been putting on a show lately as well she's got her last win against marina rodriguez tko by punches um, she's got some submission wins as well, guillotine choke over the karate hottie, Michelle Watterson, um, kicks and punches, uh, like this one against, um, Angela Hill, that was a nasty front kick, which Angela Hill survived, uh, wound up going to a split decision, but you know, when she lands stuff like this, it's pretty damn impressive, but she does have that submission game as well. Like I said, she submitted Angela Water—I mean Angela <laughs> Michelle Watterson. Uh, so she is. Um. She got. A, she has a loss against Jessica Andrade, though, by submission as well. But yeah, she—I mean, she has multiple ways to do it. I don't know if she's at the level of Whaley Zhang, though, because Wayley Zhang is just a fucking beast. And like I said, the only person she cannot beat is Rose Nami Yunus, who just moved up to the uh, flyweight uh, division. So, you know, uh, did I get that wrong? I think I got that wrong. Oh, yeah, flyweight, because this is a strawweight division. But Rose just moved up to 125, so Weili Zhang doesn't have to worry about her, at least for a while. Um... I'm not sure how that fight's going to go. I'm assuming Whaley is going to win that fight. I would bet on her for sure. I don't know that Amanda Lemos has what it takes to get past her. So that's it for that one. Now for the main event. El Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. So this fight's kind of been in the works for a little bit because they've been talking mad shit to each other. Uh, Sean claims to not have any losses on his record, even though we all know he does against Cheeto Vera, actually. Um, but Altamain has been basically hated since he won the belt by, uh, di- uh, disqualification to Peter Jan, who need him in the head and Altamain wasn't able to continue fighting because of how bad, you know, he was concussed. He He was all fucked up and a lot of people think he was faking it and all this, all this other shit. So... The respect is not there for Eljo. He gets booed all the time. But I feel like he has redeemed himself since then. I feel like he's proven himself to be worthy of the belt at this point. Because, you know, he beat Peter Jan uh, to get that belt by disqualification, unfortunately. But before that, he had one, two, three, four, five wins in a row. Beating people like Brett Johns, Cody Stamen, Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munoz, Corey Sanhagen. Like, and it was an impressive win over Corey Sanhagen. And then he fought Peter Jan. Um, He fought Peter Jan, got the win by DQ, so that earned him the belt. And then he came back and fought Jan again, beat him again by split decision, which, of course, that didn't shut anybody up because everyone's thinking, oh, it was a split decision win. You barely pulled it out. Some people thought he didn't win at all, but, you know... He also beat Henry Cejudo. He beat TJ Dillashaw. Now, Henry Cejudo came out of retirement, so he hadn't fought in like three years. So everyone's talking shit about that, about how, oh, it doesn't matter. Henry isn't the same Henry. He's been out for three years. This is his first fight back, and then you beat him, and you want to act like you're way better than him. But I feel like he outclassed the shit out of Henry Cejudo and made Henry Cejudo look kind of bad. So when it comes down to it I feel like he's deserving of where he's at now he proved himself over and over again and I feel like he broke Peter Jan Peter Jan has lost to Merabh who I mean who's a beast don't get me wrong he lost to Sean O'Malley which was a close fight but I feel like what happened between Aljo and Jan just fucked up Peter Jan's career basically at this point maybe he'll have a resurgence but right now doesn't look good for him as far as El Joe goes though you definitely want to keep him from getting on your back because this fool will take your back he calls himself the human backpack for a reason and that's because he'll get that he'll get that uh figure four leg lock around your body restrict your breathing and just wear your ass down and then he'll take you to the ground do some ground and pound or get sink that choke in, because if he gets that choke in on you, you, you're done. He's got a squeeze from hell, and you have to watch out for him taking your back. So, Sean is not the best on the ground. He's not known as a grappler. He's known as a striker, and that's what he excels at. And, I mean, he's good at it, but is he good enough to beat Aljamain after all of the adversity that Joe has had to overcome after... And all the bullshit he's had to deal with. And all the big names that he's fought in in the octagon. I mean, can Sugar come out and do what he's done to, you know, many other fighters. Which is put it on him with pressure and get those, uh, get those dynamic strikes working. And keep Eljo on his feet and outstrike him. That's about the only way he's going to win this fight. Because I don't see them, if they go to the ground, I don't see uh, Sugar doing well. I think, um, I think Aljamain's going to work him on the ground, get his back, or, or work the positions and and get him in a submission and submit him. Because right now, the only loss that he has, that um, Sugar has, is to Marlon Vera, which was a TKO by Elbows and Punches. He says that it was stopped too early. He doesn't consider that he doesn't consider that a uh a real loss on his record so you know but he's got a lot of other stuff to to go off of i mean i respect you i i think he's good i i i think he's a great fighter actually um his last fight like i said lost split decision to peter Jan, uh but he's beaten pedro munoz who's also on this card Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't beat him. That was a no contest. That was an accidental eye poke. Munoz couldn't uh, couldn't recover from that eye poke. So, you know, accidental. So it was a no contest. But uh, that was in the second round. But he was looking pretty good against uh, Munoz in that fight. So, also, is like the first guy to come from uh, Dana White's contender series. Uh, he was on the first season. He's... Episode 2 of Season 1. So he definitely made his mark and made that show what it is. Um, I feel like he's one of the main reasons why that show is where it is now. Because of his success. You know, they had uh, Uriah Faber and Snoop Dogg doing the alternative commentary. (laughs) Like, basically doing like a watch party stream uh, during the Dana White Contender Series that year. And, uh... I mean... Fucking Snoop Dogg went nuts over Sean O'Malley. He 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 made all kinds of funny comments about him. He was screaming when Sean won, and then he smoked weed with him afterwards. And Sean O'Malley just got catapulted from that point on. And he's proven himself in the UFC. You know, he came in and he was undefeated until he beat uh, until he met Cheeto. He beat on uh, Ware, Andre Tukentoth, um, Jose Albert Quinones. Eddie Wineland, which was a nasty fucking knockout. Uh, And then he lost to Cheeto. But then he beat Thomas Almeida, Chris Montano, which that was tough, though. Montano was a tough guy to beat. It was a late replacement fight for for, uh, Sugar. And uh, he gave him a fight, that's for sure. He hung in there with him. But uh, Rulian Palva, and then the no contest to Pedro Munoz, and then the win over Peter Yan. So, Pedro Munoz and Peter Yan were really, like, the biggest names he's fought. One was a no contest, and the other one was a split decision win that a lot of people thought, you know, Chad O'Malley didn't win. So, it's tough, man. His strength, the schedule, doesn't look good compared to Eljamain Sterling's, and it seems like maybe the experience isn't all there, not as much as uh, Joe's is, so... I don't know. I don't really know what to think about this one. I know that Sean is an underdog, but he has those strikes. He has that power. He's a big, tall, lanky guy, and he's got power behind his punches. And he's put a lot of people out. And he has these, you know, moments that he always capitalizes on. And he know he's a showman. He knows how to work the crowd. He knows how to make himself look good. He's done well for himself. He drives around a fucking crazy pink. Lamborghini um he's an Arizona boy too so I mean that 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 helps with me uh (laughs) I mean my daughter loves him she thinks he's dope um he's a smoker too so it's like fuck he's cool as shit that's all there is to it I just don't know that he can beat Aljamain Sterling I really don't I think Joe is at the top of his game right now I feel like his confidence level is skyrocketing I feel like he has more tools to beat O'Malley with then O'Malley has to combat anything that Aljamain throws at him. So for me, if I had to put money on it, I'm going with Aljamain Sterling. And it would suck to see Aljo lose his belt and not be able to wind up getting the recognition and the praise that he should get uh, after everything he's overcome and all the shit. Everybody still hates him. I would hope that he could keep his belt long enough to become that baby face at some point in time and have people say, Okay, he's proven himself. Let's give the dude a break. And 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 let him let him enjoy his time. I think he's enjoying his time anyway. Um I just think it's a little early for for O'Malley. I feel like he needed a couple more big names under his belt before getting this fight. And I feel like that might hurt him in the end. I don't know that he's been I don't know that he's been able to get enough experience he's never had a five round fight uh or he's never been five rounds i should say so yeah uh it's tough man but O'Malley can come out he could catch eljo early stumble him and break him down and maybe expose him i don't know it's a toss-up man it's tough for me because I like both these guys. I know a lot of people don't like Sterling, but I do. I, I appreciate what he's done. I appreciate how he's overcome all the bullshit. And I appreciate where he's at in his career right now. I also met him at the Fan Expo too. He was dope. He was cool. um yeah. And and I've I've heard lots of interviews with him and I like it. But I do like Sugar as well. So this is a tough one for me. I can't really say right. I, I feel like L Joe's gonna win but I don't have a favorite. I'm here just to watch it, be entertained, see what happens. It's going to be good. Don't miss it. And that's it for the UFC 292 preview. Thank you everybody for joining in. I appreciate everybody um Igor Kosner. You guys are are cool as shit, man. I thank you guys for uh, you know, hanging out and and um subscribing and stuff. I appreciate that. AJ Magix and Tommy, I appreciate you guys. Those are my boys from the Rumble Podcast. Check out the Rumble Podcast. We go live every Sunday and Tuesday at 7 p.m. Arizona time. So same time this started is the same time that podcast goes on wherever you are. Uh, on Sundays and Mondays. So if you want to hear me talk about current events, um, pop culture stuff, TV shows and everything like that, check it out. The Rumble Podcast. Go to the rumblepodcast.com or the rumble podcast YouTube channel here and check it out Tuesdays and Sundays. Frankie, what's up, brother? Thanks for joining in, man. Um, Yeah, don't miss the fights. You got a couple PFL things going on this weekend. You got uh, tomorrow night, got some PFL. Wednesday, you got PFL. And then, uh, I'm sorry, Saturday, I got sidetracked. <laughs> Saturday night, you got the big UFC pay per view. 292 should be good. Two title fights. That's it for me. Don't forget to watch next week. Uh I should have a guest on next week, I hope. I'll I'll check in and see what the boys are doing. Maybe get a good recap of two ninety-two and go over that banger of a fight night card we have going on for next weekend as well. Check it out. Come back next Thursday, 7 p.m. Uh right here on YouTube. And if you want to listen to any of my older stuff or Listen to the audio-only version of this. I put it out the same night. Go check it out. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And that's it. So take it easy. Enjoy the fights. Don't miss them. Catch me next week. I'm out. Peace.